Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Yo, what's good? What's happening, Rush Nation? Welcome to episode 89 of Five Yard College. And more importantly, we are on a Wednesday before the NFL draft. It is draft eve. We've made it. The Jets fan in the room, as you can imagine, it's a mock draft. Tom is back with us. He is hyper excited for this. His mic is still muted, so I'll keep talking until he turns that off and comes <laughs> to the room. Welcome, Tom. How you doing, my man? That's Christmas Eve, mate. Christmas Eve. Yeah, but this is like the Christmas where you sort of get coal every year, right? You you never yeah, quite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's you know, like you know, that, um, the Family Guy thing, right? You know, the Family Guy you can have the speedboat or the mystery box, and it might be a it might be a boat. That's how I feel every draft. It's like you talk about all these top talents, and then you go, yeah, but look at the team he's signed for. But could be a Chase Young. <laughs> Probably not going to be, but could be. No, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Also, we are joined by Jake. Jake, welcome back, man. Man, how you doing? Yeah, very well. Thanks, Stocks, mate. Yeah, looking forward to tomorrow. Um, Good. Hoping my Titans don't draft someone else that's injured again. For God's sake. Yeah, well, I've got the uh, I've got the task of picking for them later on. So we'll make uh, we'll get what you make of my pick later on. Uh, obviously, we wouldn't be joined. It wouldn't be Five Hour College without my ride or die, Ash. We've made it back together, my friend. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. It's been a while. Been a bit of a topsy-turvy few weeks, but we are back here just in time for the for the draft tomorrow. And of course, we had to finish with a mock draft. It was always coming. It, it was always coming. We, we Yeah, it's been topsy-turvy. We missed a few things out. 
Um, but hey, that, that's life. That's the way it goes. And it, it Christmas Eve. We've managed to get here for the draft. Those of you that are watching on the live stream or are going to catch this video later on, you will see I am wearing my Central Michigan t-shirt, Fire Up Chips. Thanks, Murph, for that birthday present. Interesting fact about Central Michigan boys. don't know whether you knew this or not. Over the last 10 years, they have had more number one picks than the entire Big Ten together. And that was Eric Fisher in 2015. So, Big Ten, let's go get a first for the number one pick. Ash, don't shake your head. You loved that fact when I dropped it yesterday. Yeah, no, no. Still, shout out to Murph as well. That's a great birthday present, by the way. It is. It's a legit. And the t-shirt, it's very soft. So I don't want to wash it (laughs) because my washing machine just eats stuff and throws it out. Right, Rush Nation. (laughs) It's mock draft. We normally talk way too much at the beginning. We talk way too much about each pick, and each pick mock draft takes forever. Not a problem, but we thought we should start quick. There is a chance that Luke, one of our boys, jumps in as well. Chaos could well ensue here. We're going to start with the number one overall pick. Not like last time where we did it as a collective. We're going to do a pick each this time just to really confuse each other and, and, and see how that goes. Again, somehow I'm picking at one for the Jags. Are we doing trades in this, boys, before I make my pick? I haven't prepared for trades, but I'm open to the possibility. Can I, can can the Jets trade for Debo Samuel? If, if so, <laughs> yes. If not, not interested. No, I think I, I think we just do a straight up mock on this one. It's a bit uh, it's a bit too much of a wild card on three minutes into the pod to change to our drafts into uh, to our trades into it. Yeah, and, and stocks, you can't start by going, yo, we go on for too long, it takes too long. <laughs> Should we do some Because last time, no, how no, many no, times no. did we try and get Drake London to New York last oh, time? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's very fair. That is very, very fair. Okay, at one, I have de facto, uh, I, I see the de facto one pick every time we do a mock, and Ash does spin the wheel, and it is fair. It just always ends up on me. And with the number one pick, as per usual, I'm taking Evan Neal, the best offensive lineman in this class. Just shoring up Trevor Lawrence. How do we feel about that, boys? It's, it's been my number one pick for every mock, so... No, no I'd be surprise. surprised, but I don't hate it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I'm not getting on board with this whole edge thing at one. It probably will happen, but I just think they should go offensive line. It's, it, it's, my, it's my safety net, I suppose. I suppose. He's a beast, right? He's yeah. an absolute beast. Athletic beast is probably going to translate better to the next level that he, than he even did in college. Um, so... I mean, like it's 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 a you can't really lose there, right? Yeah, I, I I mean, there's I think Kyle Hamilton could be the best overall player in this draft, but taking him at one here for the Jags feels a little rich. So, with mm. the Jags pick all nailed in, Ash is at two with the Lions. Where are we going here, big man? I'm going to keep the guy at home, and I'm going to go for Aiden Hutchinson, edge from Michigan. Um, I think. Well, the Lions need a an edge. I think Hutchinson is is on their radar if he doesn't go at one. Which I don't, I don't think he. I don't. I really don't know who's going one. Um, come tomorrow night. Now, this there's, there's there's a lot of uh, options going around, but I think for the Lions, the uh, they need a defensive end. So it's uh, it's Hutchinson for me. Still over Walker at the moment. Anybody got anybody else that they think should have gone at two? Not if Hutchinson's falling to there. No, no. Okay. I mean, it's take this pick, pick whoever you like best, right? Out of uh, Kayvon Thibodeau and and Aiden Hutchinson, um, it, it's it's all down, it's all down to you at the end of the day. I don't think either of those are bad picks at two. There's there's quite a lot of chat about the the Georgia edge player though, right? At number one, I've seen a lot. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, I think that's a gamble on what may be rather than what, what has been. But I think you could say that about any of those Georgia defensive linemen because of the rotation, because they were on and off the field, didn't see a huge amount of time compared to, to, to some of the other guys. Um, could say that about any of the Georgia linemen. So it sounds like Trayvon Walker is going to go high, but I don't know, question marks for me based purely based on past production because the athletic ability is there. Um, I'm going to pass on on Trayvon Walker at, at pick three. I'm taking Kayvon Thibodeau. I'm not buying into any of the smokescreen about these supposed minor character concerns. He's a winner. He's He's been a, a supreme athlete since high school. Um, and, and, and for me, the Texans need help everywhere. But Thibodeau, is, is, he's got everything, everything there, every, every makeup to be a top edge rusher in the NFL. And for me, as much as it might hurt my team at four, I'd have loved him to have been there. He's the pick at three. Yeah. It's uns- I mean, he could go number one overall. He's got that upside. And I think of these three players we've noted, any one of them can go one and you, would be un- you wouldn't be you would be unhappy if any of them fell to you in the top three. Ash, am I wrong with that? Is there anybody that, that should have gone there instead? No, I have no complaints to that. I think it's uh, it, it would be out of... Out, there's it would be him, Walker, or um, Ekwonu would be would, would be my options for for Texans, and I think any of the there's like you say there's five or six guys that could potentially still be going number one tomorrow. It's so open, and yeah, I think Fibido's upside is is insane. If he realizes that even at number three overall, it's a bargain. Agreed. Right, Jake has back to back picks here, stepping in for Luke, who has gone AWOL. Jake. Don't break Tom's heart. What's happening at four? Um, I am going to take Trayvon Walker uh, because the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Tom. <laughs> uh, because the Jets do need pass rushers, right? Like Carl Olsen's coming back from an Achilles. Uh, Bryce Huff is still kind of young, not really refined. Um, and Jake and Frank, uh, is it Jake? No, John Franklin Myers, right? Um, yeah, um, is more of like a power rusher. Um, and I think the uh, versatility off the edge that um Walker gives you, along obviously, like he stood out at Georgia amongst all of those five stars, right? Mauled Bryce a couple of times in the in the national championship game, which I don't really want to remember to too well but yeah um so yeah it's, it's just Trayvon Walker for me I think he's the most he's the best player on the board there for me as well what 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 worries me about that pick is not him and his potential it's you know just just the past history when 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 this franchise has gone for you know what what we haven't seen yet we the Jets haven't been great at realizing untapped potential so I was wanting some uh some big apple sauce at number four there but never mind <laughs> <laughs> okay Jake you're up again five Giants uh, yeah I mean I've got to take the best offensive tackle on the board right it, I mean like the Giants I've, I don't know if it, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before when they drafted Andrew Thomas uh, in the first round and like everyone had their head in their hands um, because they just knew what was going to happen to Daniel Jones straight after that um, and it did um, he got mauled um, and this guy is is much more of an elite caliber offensive lineman, um, projects uh, for a much longer sort of dominant physical career. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think it's a hard pick there. You haven't said his name yet. Who are we going for? Oh, sorry. Ikemi <laughs> 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 I can't. I'm awful with it. Yeah, I knew it was him, but I just 
for those that are on the on the uh, audio, they would be like, oh, "Who's he? he might not know who you're talking about." So yeah. I quite like that. That would make for a really good mock draft if we just described the player without <laughs> saying who he was, and then we could claim to have got all 32 picks right. Yeah, sorry true. guys, bit uh, bit rusty on the streams. That's all right. I think you're, you're spot on there. I think Ekwonu would be a great pick for them. As you say, they got Andrew Thomas a couple of years ago. He's projected to be their starting left tackle, and Ekwonu has got the versatility to play guard or tackle so and he will improve that line whatever position he's he starts in so yeah great great pick there for me well that leaves me at a quandary at six for the panthers do i draft offensive line or do i take malik willis that is the question i think the the pick for me here is charles cross left tackle i think it's 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 a home run pick. I know it will make Rob happy as well because he is well invested in them taking from the offensive line. And I don't know whether Malik Willis is good enough to go at six. He may well go in a few picks' time. But yeah, I th- I think Charles Cross is is the pick here to shore up that offensive line. Tom is nodding. Tom, yeah. talk to me. Uh, just just for for me, the shades of. Um... Rashawn Slater in in terms of the narrative surrounding him. You know, Rashawn Slater was a top offensive tackle who slid further than he should have done. And all signs now are pointing to that happening to Charles Cross, who as a pass protector, as as an offensive tackle, as a left tackle, he is the best in this class. But because he doesn't have maybe the positional versatility, because it was, you know, in in, in that pass-heavy offence, his reputation has somehow taken a hit. But... I just know that just like with Rashawn Slater, whichever team takes him is not going to regret it. So this is the pick for Carolina for me here. Super. Pleased that I made you happy. Right, Ash. You seven. always make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> Ash, you are at seven with the yeah, Giants. Yeah, seven with the Giants. So obviously we got the um, offensive tackle at five, which I was expecting to happen and made my life a little bit easier. And I was looking at their roster and, and what they needed and I think I'm going to probably upset um, Tom here quite a bit, but I'm going to go for oh, no. Sauce Gardner. Oh, it's the wrong, it, no, and... the wrong Big Apple. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So on two fronts, I've upset Tom, but just looking at what they've got there and how good Gardner will be i think it's it's quite evident that he's going to be one of the top shutdown corners in in a couple of years it's an instant it's an immediate improvement for the for the giant secondary which they 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 quite desperately need they've got adoree jackson and, and james bradbury but obviously bradbury's getting on a bit now and but adoree jackson's had his injury issues and and gardner steps in as a as a day one starter and the and the top the top cornerback have i dreamt this or are they shopping bradbury as well Ooh, I don't know if they are or not, but if they are, then it makes this pick even even better. And and if they're I'm not, sure, Tom, I'm you sure need to I've have... read that they've been they've been trying to field calls for him. What? Why are you dreaming about Bradbury? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just I just need I need Sauce Gardner to be a Jet, and I think part of me knows he's going to end up as a Giant, and and it ain't going to end well for me. I mean, two two picks in the top ten if they don't trade out and you don't take him at four, right, it's highly yeah, likely exactly it's happening. That. Exactly that, exactly that. Right, okay, uh, Falcons at eight. Right up until this week, it was it's, it's going to be a wide receiver, and right up until this week, it was going to be who I've got as the wide receiver number one on the board. But just um, looking at the, the rise of Jamison Williams in the last sort of week, 10 days, 
I've got a sneaky feeling, a little bit like with with Henry Ruggs when those when we had those three receivers and and, and the world was a little bit shocked at Ruggs being the first off the board. I'm going to go Jameson Williams here at number eight to the Falcons. I think people are just going to love that that deep threat ability. That's not to say Garrett Wilson hasn't got that, but I think what we saw in that in that year at Bama is, you know, that this guy this guy's a number one wide receiver, and you can use him in in a variety of ways. And Falcons need all the help they can get. I, I did. I, I did not see that coming. Did not see that coming. One tiny little bit. Jake, as the Bama man, talk to me about Williams. Um, yeah, like he, he showed a lot in his, in his one year, um, at Bama. Um, but I think like there's, I'm, I'm a bit cautious on Jamison Williams for a couple of reasons, right? He won one year of elite production, only one with arguably the best quarterback in college football, um, in with, with surrounded by talent, um, playing in a, in a role, um, where like, do you know I mean, he, he is physically, uh, technically better than literally almost everybody he was going up against apart from maybe Georgia like the Georgia cornerbacks in the in the um well he was injured right he was injured for the game so um but like um but in in the SEC championship final right he like he went up he, he that Georgia pretty much shut him down I think he had like 66 yards or something like that like, um so my I've just got I've just got like a little bit of cause for concern on him like he shows a lot of potential but I, I could also see him being a Corey Coleman or a, um, wow. or a, and, that, and that's just yeah just honest assessment right like one year of, one year of elite production mm-hmm. in an offense where everything's set up for you to succeed like yeah that's great right that's the, but that's like the minimum expectation so like I don't think we've seen really what he's capable of in in a in a with 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 sort of like barriers to overcome right like elite nfl defenses maybe a system that doesn't completely fit to his style um so yeah i'm interested to see i'm of course absolutely pulling for the guy um i I really hope he succeeds at the next level um but i i have got a i've got a few few causes to concern he's an expensive wild card wherever he's taken in the first round i think whether he goes top 10 which i think there is a chance that that happens or if he goes 30th or 31st as you say the the limited production and then the the injury towards the end of the year that he's obviously still going to be recovering from so someone's going to be taking a a gamble that he's going to be able to recover from that i'm sure he will acls aren't, aren't as bad as they used to be but when it's a guy that relies on that speed it it does add that little bit into your mind, but at the same time, he could quite easily end up being the best wide receiver in this class. But it is it is a gamble. But eight may be a bit rich, but I mean we've seen we've seen crazier picks from the Falcons in the past, haven't we? So <laughs> <coughs> so I'm up at nine with the Seahawks, which Ooh. yeah I just got these. I don't I don't think I had these, but um, so I'm sort of. <laughs> going out <laughs> I'm thinking as I'm talking and I reckon looking at their current depth chart I'm gonna go for Derek Stingley cornerback because the their cornerbacks look well they haven't really got anything there and I think Derek Stingley is is there or with Gardner in my opinion I still do think Stingley is is I would pro- I, Gardner's my one now, but I think it is very close between the two of them. It's him personally that, that a lot of people have issues with his um, his attitude. I think he sort of 
almost had enough at LSU. So hopefully he doesn't pull that over into the NFL. But I think his his attributes and his potential are, are, are right up there with any with anyone in this draft. And as I say, the Seahawks need help at cornerback. And, and Stingley is the, is the best option there. Now Gardner's off the board. Tom, you look surprised by this pick. Um, yeah, but then looking at what's on the draft board, not not so much anymore because I, I've just sort of you know written it into my mind that it's going to be an offensive tackle for for Seattle. But then when you look, you know, the top three guys off the board, then maybe you do look elsewhere and best player available. So uh, you know, it wasn't the case that I was uh, raising my eyebrows at the pick. It was just. I, I've been mocking offensive tackle at that position for so long. But when you look at what's available, I haven't got any problems with it. Super. Jake, you are back on the clock for uh, gangrene. Tom is <laughs> on tender hooks. What's that? All right. I think, I think the Jets need an outside wide receiver, right? Like they, they need a true number one X receiver. Um, and, and Elijah Moore's great. Uh, but he's gonna he's he's obviously gonna convert much more to like a versatile slot player with like jet sweeps and those sorts of those sorts of plays, right? And like yes, you'll probably catch him downfield like in a mismatch in coverage or, or what have you when he beats defender. But he's he can't rely on someone like that outside. So I think I, th- I think the right pick is Drake London, and that's that's the pick for me. I like it. I think you're right there. Um, if it wasn't the Jets. Possibly not Drake London going at ten, but like I think everything you said there is absolutely spot on. They need a player like Jake London alongside um, Elijah Moore. And I think it would work perfectly for them as long as Wilson can throw them the ball and stay upright. Let's <laughs> try to get a reaction I'm, I'm out of Tom. But he's typing. I'm, I'm much happier with that pick at ten than than, than the one at four. Only because, <laughs> uh, and it seems strange, right? Because it's a bulldog going to the Jets, but I just, I just, it just seems destined for failure if it's Trayvon Walker. Um, but yeah, Drake London, get him on the outside, use that downfield speed, and uh, Wilson's got the arm strength to for the deep ball. So yeah, let's let's hope for the best. So I'm up at eleven with the Washington Commanders. How is Kyle Hamilton still? We talked about this guy at one possibly. And now he's here at 11. However, the Washington Commanders don't really need a safety at this point. When they, I mean, their biggest need for me at the moment is linebacker. Um, when you think their current starters are Jamin Davis and David Mayo, Devin Lloyd is an instant upgrade at the linebacker position. He is easily the best linebacker in this class. I don't think it's too rich at 11. And I can't believe Kyle Hamilton's going to be there at 12 for the Vikings. It's... Well, it's like you say, Hamilton is potentially the best player in this draft, but he's a safety. That is always going to be... He's a safety. And there's other... Teams have got more pressing needs. Every team, every team that's picked so far, you could argue, has more pressing needs than safety. So... Yeah, I think it, it is. There is a high chance that that Hamilton could well still be sat here at twelve tomorrow, just because of the fact that where he plays, and and despite the fact that he is one of the best players, if not the best player in the draft, so someone's going to get a great deal. Yeah, which which moves you, Tash, to twelve in the Vikings. No, talk about someone say something about Devin Lloyd. I'm not ready. 
we, we haven't actually spoken about you picking Devin Lloyd. So well, it's it's been. I know, I know I know you love him stocks, right? And I know I know you've been big on Devin Lloyd as as, as linebacker one for a long time, but. Is the same logic not applicable? You know, when we're saying the positional value there at pick eleven, maybe you know we don't go safety that soon. Could you could you say the same about a linebacker there as well? Um, I think so. But then when you look a couple of years ago against when Tampa and and Pittsburgh Steelers took the the two Devins right, at, um, yeah. yeah. Was Tampa at five, and then Devin at ten when they traded for the Broncos? The Broncos traded back to twenty. I, yeah, think, I think you can see. 10, I, I think you can see the value of when you see how good Devin White is as a linebacker for the Buccaneers. Um, I, th- I think at and when you watch Devin Lloyd play, he covers seventy-five percent, if not more, of the pitch horizontally. Uh, no, vertically. Sorry, he can also get across the field as fast as anybody in this class. And I think what he brings to the game as a linebacker is is top tier. And I think for the commanders, they need a linebacker. I, I hear what you're saying about positional value, but I think when you see players, when they are elite in the top 10 at linebacker, that, that, all right, the Steelers pick hasn't worked out as well as Tampa's pick did, but when they are an elite linebacker, I think, I think it is worth the pick in the top 10. I know the commanders are at 11, but you, you hear what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're there and thereabouts, aren't we? Yeah, else? Is it, right, yeah. Ash, you've had plenty of time there. Come on. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm torn between two. Hamilton is one of them, and Jermaine Johnson is the other at edge because I do think they do have a need at edge. But Cameron, I mean Harrison Smith is is what? How old he's getting? He's got to be in his late thirties now, isn't he, or early thirties, something like that? He's getting on, so. Do we let Hamilton continue to slide? No, I, no. I'm going to I'm going to take him. I know it's 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 probably a bit of a luxury at twelve, considering they do still have Harrison Smith there. But Harrison Smith has maybe got a year or two left. So even if Hamilton's uh, sat for a year, which I can't imagine is going to happen, he's a he's a he's a ready replacement for for Smith. Or, or they could they could challenge each other straight off the bat, and and Smith could end up being the backups. But yeah, Harrison Smith. The slide stops at twelve. And I don't know. Um, I don't know who said it, but there was a. I heard um, Joe Douglas quoting somebody yesterday, and he was saying, uh, "Luxury today is necessity tomorrow." So he was talking about uh, reporters were asking about whether he'd take a lineman, and he said, "You know, luxury today, necessity tomorrow." And that's exactly what that pick is with Kyle Hamilton. You know, you don't need him right now, but like you said, Harrison Smith, ten-year vet, get his replacement in the door before he's already gone. Before we move on, I've just seen that Murph is well up in the comments here. Murph, welcome to the, the show, big man. Yeah, I do think I do think De- Murph asked, can Devin Lloyd, let me drag it back into view because I didn't have it there. Murph said uh, Tampa was at five, but White was it, brought in to captain the D as the Mike linebacker. Do you think Devin Lloyd is a captain Mike linebacker? I think he can, I think he can be developed into the Mike. I think he's got all the skills. He's just a freak at the position. I think he could also play Sam, so... I'm fully happy with the pick at 11. I think he can be the mic going forward, yeah. Okay, that's throwing me. Who's next? Is it me? Please don't it's Tom. Me. No, it's it's Tom. me with the Texans. And, and I, really don't, I really don't know what to do now, folks, because I was I was hanging my hat on Kyle Hamilton falling. Um, <laughs> that was a big hope. I thought, I thought you would be. Well, to be fair for me, when, when once Hamilton gets past the Giants at seven, 
that this is where I see him going. If he, I think if the Giants pass on him at seven, then I see him going in the in the teens. Because the Texans need everything, right? <laughs> Trade so... back. Oh, no, you can't because we uh, we're not trading because we take too much. Yeah. <laughs> the Texans need everything. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this player because I just think you 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 know that you're gonna get you know that you're gonna get production for a long period of time. And right now I'm struggling to to pick out key names in that receiver room. So uh, let's give Davis Mills Garrett Wilson. Okay. And um, you know Davis Mills. Shocked a few people with with how he played in his in his rookie year. So, um, you know, I think this this year's a big year for him. I think it's a prove it year, and Garrett Wilson could end up being his, his number one wide receiver. And I know I know they've got needs everywhere, and in, you might say that there are better options in terms of positional value. But yeah, let's take Wilson. Ash, yeah, I don't hate it. Um, looking at their wide receivers they've got a bit of a a bit of a ragtag bunch obviously you've got Brandon Cooks Chris Moore Nico Collins Chris Conley I mean there's no one really there that that stands out at you I do agree that there may be needs elsewhere that that you would probably I, I may have gone for like a guard but I don't, I don't hate it I think Garrett Wilson's got the got the, the the potential to be a wide receiver one and as you say give David Davis Mills another weapon and just hope he can stay up and actually throw the ball. It's me again. It is. <laughs> um, I'm going to take a Georgia defensive tackle, not named Jordan Davis. Um, Devontae Wyatt, Devontae please. Wyatt. Yes. Okay. Tom. Okay. And why is that? I think that Davis is a as a as a three four guy. I mean, I know there's better fits further down the board, but thinking from Thinking from a, an NFL GM's point of view, my main concern would be 50% time on the field. And Devontae Wyatt, I think you can rely on more for, for game time. But I think also you've got more uses. I mean, you know, Jordan Davis is a monstrous nose tackle, right? But I think you can use Devontae Wyatt in, in, in a multitude of ways. And yeah. I think that just gives him the edge in terms of the pick here for Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, I, yeah, I think that is a good one for, as you say, for the 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 Ravens front line yeah. and and why it has that little bit extra versatility. Whereas Davis is, yeah, as you say, he's a nose, a nose, one of the best, well, one of well, the best nose in the in the in the draft. But it is a uh, it is a typical Ravens pick that with Wyatt, and I think he could quite easily succeed in that um, in that scheme. Jake, you are back on the mic at fifteen for the Eagles, my man. Uh, Eagles need a few few pieces in the defense, right? They could do with safety, they could do with edge, uh, but I think they need corner more than anything else. And looking at the edge players, right, we've got a couple of picks in, a, uh, we've got a pick in a couple of picks time. There's a few edge players on the board that 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 would be pretty good, right? Jermaine Johnson, um, Ajabo, or Carl Aftis are like all sort of decent prospects. Whereas cornerback falls off pretty quickly after Trent McDuffie. Um, and so I think like he's like his 40 time in the combine was 4.44. Like he's a I mean elite speed um to keep up with like seriously quick wide receivers. Um and he showed ball, ball hawkish type coverage right at Washington. I know he played in the Pac 12, so like not the best competition. Um but I think I think he's one of those like sort of like uh, like undercovered 
prospects who's going to be like a sure five first round pick um, and and have a decent career in the NFL. Ash, what do we think? Yeah, I like it. I think I, I agree with everything Jake said there. The the Eagles have a number of needs on defense, but they have two picks, and in two picks time, there are probably more edges on the board that that you would be happy to to take a chance on than than risk losing out on McDuffie at fifteen. So, yeah, I like it, and I think he can he can he can step in straight away and 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 play alongside Slay quite easily. And he was very impressive at the combine. Okay. That moves it to me at 16 with the New Orleans Saints. Now, <clears throat> currently looking at their depth chart and their needs, they need a wide receiver. Do we know what's happening with Michael Thomas? I haven't heard a single thing. I'm assuming he's back going to play, right? He's got to be healthy now, surely. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, <laughs> which is why I think wide receiver here. But then also... They do need they need a left tackle as well. Ash, I can't see the. Hang on, let me zoom in here. What who's available at wide receiver and offensive tackle? You got Chris Olave, Traylon Burks, Christian Watson at, at wide receiver. Um, Trevor Penning, Tyler Smith. Really, I mean, there's. I like the Trevor Penning pick. I love, I love the yeah. Trevor Penning pick, and I actually, I actually might have gone him at Seahawks. I know it's probably not what they will actually do at, at, like, at whatever it was, pick nine or ten, or, um, but I, I think that's actually the correct pick. So I have Trevor Penning. I have Trevor Penning written down on my bit of paper. Yeah, but there's that... something spicy about Michael Thomas and Chris Olave receiving absolute bombs from Jameis mm. that. <laughs> really, really interesting. Now I'm going to be sensible, and I'm going, to, I'm going to take the left tackle. I'm going to take Trevor Penning, and and be the the sensible guy here. Yeah, Jake, you, I mean, you swayed me because otherwise it was Chris Olave. <laughs> go on, Jake. Sorry. I mainly did that because I've got a Saints pick in a couple of picks times, and I wanted to pick the wide receiver. So, um... <laughs> well, don't pick Burks for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I think yeah. that that is that is the right move there. I think getting getting Penny when he's he's the best tackle left on the board, and th- there's a bit of a drop when once he once he's gone, and there is a lot of wide receivers that that you can take your pick from. That, that I think it, Saints would be happy at at 19, or even if they don't take a wide receiver at 19, they would be happy with a second or third round guy. There's there's that many that that I think could make a difference for for them in this draft. Mm. So it's me at 17 now with the Chargers and... <laughs> Great audio, this, Ash. I know, I thought so as well. <laughs> I'm, I was kind of hoping that McDuffie would fall here to them. He hasn't. I know they got I know they got Jackson, um, JC Jackson from New England, but I still do think they have a need at cornerback. But I'm not entirely convinced I want either of those. Well, why don't you talk through your options so the people on the audio form can also understand what you're doing? Yes, sorry. So the either of the other options I'm looking at are, are Andrew Booth Jr. or Kira Lamb. Um, but I'm not convinced that I want to go in that direction. Now McDuffie is off the board. Um, 
for those of you listening on the audio, the video isn't as enthralling as it as it makes out to be here either. <laughs> just so you, you're not. I am literally just. I am looking at a screen trying to decide what I want to go for. That is that is that is how entertaining this is well, right now. Ash, I, I will take this opportunity then to say, if you are listening on the audio and you haven't come over and checked out the video format, come find us on YouTube. Check search Five Yard Rush. Every Wednesday, the majority of Wednesdays, the college boys are live, but there is many, many podcasts that are live every evening. Dynasty, Fantasy, the flagship with Murph, IDP. There's probably going to be some, maybe do some DFS. Ash, I can't keep talking any longer. Who are the Saints Chargers taking at 17? I'm, <laughs> I am going to... I'm going to stick with cornerback. I think it is the biggest need they've got despite getting JC Jackson. So I'm going to go for Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson. I'm just so I can't I can't pick out I was looking at defensive tackle, but obviously they've yeah. got Tillery. I was looking at wide receiver, but I think that's it's a bit too rich for them to still to for them to take a wide receiver in the first round with with still with what they've got. So yeah. I, I Andrew Booth. I'm happy with Andrew Booth. I think he is a first-round talent. I think just McDuffie going off the board at 15 really threw me because that was locked in as my pick at 17 for them. So I do apologise to the listeners and the viewers for that <laughs> thrilling insight into how, I, <laughs> into how I'd make my decisions. Well, luckily for the people on audio, they've got the mixed maestro maestro myself who can take out the 25 minutes of silence that the that video watchers have. <laughs> right. Tom, 18, you are the Eagles. Yeah, I am the Eagles. Um, okay, so we've got Trent McDuffie in the bag. I might just do what Ash does and just, just say nothing for for a long while now and see what happens. Um, well, I, can, I can feel it. I've got some good stories. No, I'm starting I'm starting to I'm starting to to consider would it would it be too much for Philly to go wide receiver again? Three years on the on the trot? Well, they're great at, at it. I mean, we could just give up on Jalen Rager at this point, right? Um, I saw, I had, maybe I saw, maybe I dreamt that they're shopping Jalen Rager. Is that? Yeah, you've got, to, you've got to have buyers to shop somebody. That's the problem. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. In that case, I'm going to break some Nolan's hearts, and I'm taking uh, Chris Olave, wide receiver. Well, that was uh, hugely. <laughs> anticlimactic as well a couple of real beefy picks right there <laughs> well, so let's let's tom let's for instance say he they do draft a wide receiver here and they have all three players who do we think doesn't play or is jalen Rieger just done now well i really like jalen Rieger coming in coming into the nfl and it just it just hasn't worked out and he showed flashes towards the end of his rookie year but i think with with olave i think he, he, what people possibly have underappreciated is his downfield speed. I know Devontae Smith's got that in spades as well. And I think if you've got if you've got either of those guys either side of the field, you're not going to be able to double cover both of them. Um and I and I think this this could be really good news for Devontae Smith. Um just freeing up those 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 deep passes. Um I really like Chris Olave and I think because he went back for his senior year, it, it, I think it's done his, his stock no good. I think I think he's he's been hurt by by sticking around a year. Um, but that that deep field speed, I think it's going to cause teams problems. Resident Buckeye, what do we think? Yeah, um, he, I have to agree with Tom that I don't think he did himself any favors going back to school. I think Tom, yeah. we spoke about it last year. We were very surprised that he made that decision to do it. I don't think he really yeah. benefited anything from doing that. 
Um, I don't think he. I also don't think he it, it actually hindered him in the long run. I just don't think it really added anything. He just lost a year in the NFL. Really, um, I, I like the pick for the Eagles. I think it is typical for them to go three <laughs> years in a row. But you're spot on, Jalen Rager's. It's gonna be a. It's gonna. It's a very long shot for him to be successful. Now they just need to cut bait and and, and try again. And I think um, Alave on one side, Smith on the other. Yeah, you, you, you and, can't go wrong. And Hurts, with Hurts' arm as well. And the speed and that both up, of those have. Another update that um, pl- played no sort of bearing into my decision is Arcega Whiteside's now going to be a tight end, right? <laughs> what? He's, he's coming back next year and playing tight end. So, you know, I could argue that this is both best player available and need at the same time. <laughs> if, <laughs> if I can say that JC Arcega Whiteside, uh, <laughs> if I can say that his, his absence is a need, then... There we go. Uh, um, let's quickly move on to 19 and Jake. The Saints are back on the clock. Right, yeah. And they uh, they need a wide receiver. I think it's quite it's quite clear. Um, I mean, we don't really know what's happening with Michael Thomas. And, um, so I think it's just it's just right for them to get a wide receiver here and at least uh, provide him some emphasis to actually come back and, and compete, right? Um I know you said don't go trail on Burks, but he's looking kind of nice uh, there. Like I, there's been plenty of players that haven't tested very well, right? Juju Smith-Schuster, for a good example. I think his 40 time was 4.53. Right. Um, but like, I, I do think there are issues with trail on Burks's with Burks is sort of with his with his game, his like his limited root tree um, at Arkansas. Um, so I think it's tough. I, I think. I'm going to take a bit of a chance and go Christian Watson from North Dakota State. Um, he's he's a beast, right? 6'4", 208, 4.36 4, 4, uh, 40 time, right? Like good, good vertical, good broad jump. Um, he was only a two-star recruit coming out of uh, high school. Um, played for North Dakota State, obviously like the, the Alabama of, of um, FCS. Um, and yeah, he's just dom- dominated obviously at all of his competition. Um, a bunch of some some teams have had him had him going to um, the Eagles at eighteen, um, the Packers at twenty two, um, and I think he's just another one of those like sort of raw um, raw prospects with all the athletic ability that has every reason to work his ass off um, and prove everybody wrong. Yeah, I agree. I love that pick. Uh, I lo- I do like that pick a lot, and I'm. Um... I'm, I'm convinced that Watson is going to be going around this area. There's a there's a lot of teams in and around 15 to yeah. 25 that need a, a wide receiver, and I think this is this is sort of the area that Watson's going to go. He's, as you say, he he yes, he was at North Dakota State. There is always that little bit of oh, that he's the, the competition he's played, but you just have to watch his tape to show that 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 he is he is quality. He has got the potential. And you say he's six four, but he's quick as well. He gets that; he's got that speed and size that you just are fearful of when you see that in a wide receiver. And I think he could I, he could be a, a success at, at the Saints if this is where he ends up. No doubt about it. Um, he's not just an outside guy, right? He can play inside as well. Uh, I haven't I haven't seen it very much, but I, I would I would say the outside is is where I would expect to see him, but. I think he would could quite easily hand himself inside if called upon. Definitely, I think he. Yeah, there's. Go on, Jake. Sorry. 
so sorry Stokes. i was just gonna say on his tape there's like a couple of like clips and stuff where he's doing sort of short drag routes he catches the ball sort of like five yards five yards like ahead of the line of scrimmages do you know what i mean and they try and turn him into like an after the catch um after the catch yards after, yards after the catch runner um and like he was used a little bit like that and off course but there's not like a massive amount of tape um on him from it from his um most recently but in in that offense is not going to be yeah no, i mean no, they in no. covid they didn't play at all right and then the yeah. last uh, there was only last year so uh, yeah i still i uh, we we've seen we've seen players from north dakota and 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 the fcs succeed so that that doesn't concern me uh, you just have to watch mm. him and what he does and his mechanics and his uh, and his speed and and his body type you can you can just see he's he's a make ready nfl wide receiver regardless of where he's played yeah, I was I was going to say that uh, if you're looking for an outside guy between him and Burks, <clears throat> Watson, excuse me, Watson offers a little bit on the inside where I'm not sure Burks offers as much as Watson perhaps does on on the shorter and intermediate stuff. So I think that's a better pick, Jake. Jake, you're still talking. You're on the clock again, twenty minutes, <laughs> and it's time for break Ash's heart this time. It is, yeah. I uh, I don't know how much I'm going to break it. Or I'm going to shatter it, or it's just, <laughs> just, just just a slight crack, but. Um, it's time for a quarterback to come off the board. It's Malik Willis going to going to, uh, going to the Steelers. Um, I think I think look, I, I, there's obviously a lot of of uh, differing opinions on Malik Willis and, and his potential and his ceiling and his floor and uh, whether he can whether he's an accurate passer, whether he's Lamar Jackson or whether he's Deshaun Watson. I think he's kind of closer to to Jalen Hurts um, than, than anyone else really, right? Like he, he's he's a smart kid, uh, makes makes plays with his feet, um, can pass. Um, uh, and I think the Steelers can look at what the Eagles have done with Hurts and be like, actually, we we've got a better team that already that surrounds that surrounds this guy. Yes, they need they need a new offensive line essentially, but they've got a good defense, they've got good wide receivers, they've got an elite young running back. Um, and I think I think Willis is Willis is an experiment. They're willing to take it twenty. Ash, Tom. I would. I would love Willis at 20. I just don't think he's going to be there. If it's a choice out of all of the quarterbacks there now, I I would take that chance on Willis. I just think he he has just that little bit extra about him. I think he would work perfectly for Matt Canada, who has some of those wild college-type plays in his playbook that Willis would thrive on. And I just don't expect him to be there. That's why I never really speak about it because I just assume he's going to be gone by 20 and unless we move up I don't think we're going to get him if he's there all day long I, I would quite happily take that chance on the ceiling uh, yeah. of Willis no doubt about it good I'm pleased that wasn't terrible for you Ash okay <laughs> I'm on the clock now at 21 with the Patriots uh, <laughs> yeah all right let's move on um, so the Patriots need a cornerback or a linebacker and with Booth Jr. going here, I think this is exactly the right spot to give Bella, Bill Belichick the Kobe Dean and, oh. and really cause some trouble. Why? Yeah. Why do such a horrible I, thing? I hate that because it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the Patriots. I, just I know, can't. but I ha- we have to sit here as a college football yeah, I suppose. podcast and not worry about <laughs> what Belichick's going to do. I just... I, it's the perfect fit, and I think it's the the right time for Nicobe Dean to come off the board. Tom, as our Georgia Bulldog, what are we saying? 
I, I love Nicole Dean. I mean, of, of all the Georgia defenders, that that, that was the guy that <clears throat> you could rely on game in, game out, every snap. I know people people are concerned about his size, but he doesn't play to his size. He, 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 his speed's incredible. He's sideline to sideline. He's he's one of you know, you know you have your your guys in the draft. He's one of mine this year, and that's why it's it's really upset me that he's he's going playing in Foxborough. But I mean, you think of the impact that he could have on a Belichick defense and how he could be used. It's it's tasty. I'm, I'm pleased that that wasn't terrible, and uh, I didn't. Well, it's, it's, it. it's terrible in a way. It's a great pick, but it's yeah. it's, it's terrible in other ways. No, it's terrible no. because of who it is. The pick is <laughs> not 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 the player, the team, and where the play and where the Kobe Dean's going. <laughs> the pick itself is great. It's uh, yeah. Well, that that one was for you, Bill. Right, Ash, you're up at twenty-two for the Packers, and yeah. I'll be going wide receiver here. Um, yes, I would be going Watson if he was here, but of course he went at nineteen. I do share similar concerns to to Jake on Burks. But I do think that the Packers and and Roger and Rogers in particular would be a perfect setup for him. Let's say he's, he's big, he's physical, he's got great run after the catch ability. He's I, I'm really disappointed in his combine because take that out and look at his tape from from Arkansas. If this he has speed and he has he has the the great mm. potential. Just the Obviously, the combine is so fresh in the mind, and he was really disappointed in it. You can't, you can't get away from that. That, but I, I love everything else that I've seen about him from from the minute I've watched him and and the tape that I've watched. And I think Packers is a perfect landing spot for him. But I would still be going Watson if Watson was available. Tape doesn't lie. You know, you can talk about combine performances yeah. and you know good days and bad days. Tape doesn't lie, and and he was a beast for Arkansas and. You know, rumours are that Jerry Jones has fallen in love with him for the Cowboys at 24. So Green Bay can't wait till 28 to try and, to try and get him there. No, definitely not. Yeah, I agree. Uh, nice, easy one for Alabama. For, Alabama, for Arizona, for me. Um, it's edge rusher. And I think I'm going to go for the power guy. Uh, I'm going to go George Karlaftis here. You love him. They need help on the edge. I know JJ Watt's <laughs> still got a little bit of petrol left in the tank, but... Uh, I like Kyle Loftus, and I, again, I think I think a team's getting a really good deal if you can pick him up in the mid twenties. Yeah, you, you yeah. you've loved him at every mock we've done, and and taken him <laughs> higher than this. So this feels like a value just on your on your draft board alone, <laughs> on the Tom value chart. Yeah, I'll take that. Okay. Yeah. No complaints uh, on on that one. So that that puts me in a bit of a quandary at twenty four with the Cowboys because. <laughs> George, George Kalaftis was was going to be our pick here because we're in we are in need of an edge. Having a quick look through here, <clears throat> excuse me, we do need defensive tackle. And does that say Jordan Davis is still there? It does, yeah. Okay, let's plug him in. It, it seems it seems like a good value at this point to plug him in when we need a defensive tackle. Yeah, it's good. Well, it's great value to get to that Davis at twenty four. You're right, the the Cowboys. They, yeah, I would say they do need a, a defensive tackle. I think the only other consideration I would have here would be guard, and that's purely because you've got an age in Zach Martin. You've got uh, who's the lad who went a couple of years ago to him? Um, Neville Gallimore. Uh, no, no. Hang on, let's have a look. 
Uh, McGovern, Connor McGovern. So the only other consideration would be a guard here for me. But yeah, Jordan Davis is great value at, uh, at 24. And the need is there as well for the Cowboys. Yeah. Okay, Jake, you're on the clock. 25 for the Bills. Uh, I'm going to go O-line as well. Uh, they have a couple of needs, right? They could do with a running back, but I think there's there's plenty of time to grab one of those later in the draft, given given the depth of the position coming out. Um, they could do with, uh, like a true outside corner, um, but I think, again, we dropped off at a talent level there. Whereas I think at interior O-line, which is another position that, that, that like a lot of people talking about them needing, um, um, is one where there's still some of the top talent there, right? Um, you've got Kenyon Greens, Arnold Johnson, and Tyler Lim Linda Linderbaum. Linderbaum, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm going to stick to my stick to my roots. I'm going to go SEC here. Go Kenyon Green inside O line for Texas A&M. Um, again, like uh, absolute monster monster of a guy, six four, three hundred and twenty three pounds. Uh, Shade over five to forty time, um, but like forty times not really important, right? And on the O line, um, unless <laughs> unless you're Jalen Hurts' O line or <laughs> running around like a chicken, but um, but yeah, so I, I think it's the safe pick here. I don't think there's, I don't think it's bad. It's never bad, right? To to protect Josh Allen more, um, uh, so so yeah, that's that's where I'm going with this one. I I like the pick. My my concern is that the Titans also need offensive line at the next pick, and I I don't know whether you picked the player you wanted to the slide to the Titans or the vice versa there. So only time will tell on that one. Um, I, I do think it's a good pick, though. I think protecting your asset in Josh Allen is is hugely important. It's a good way to keep him upright, Kenyon Green, which does move me to twenty six with the Titans. Jake, would you be happy with me taking offensive line here, or is there another position you think I should? peruse before we move on no I'd, I'd be pretty happy with offensive line here um there's there's spots we need on the defense as well but offensive line was was a problem um i'll see if like if we we want to play a certain way right we want to power run with henry and we want to play play action uh with with Tannehill, and you can't play action if you can't block so o-line it is and I'm, I'm pretty happy with that yeah okay cool so uh, with the offensive line we will be taking zion johnson from boston college <laughs> Jake yeah. Just, yeah, just sold it to me. Yeah, I would have gone quarterback if it was my pick. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, uh, you're, all, you're all in it to stab each other in the back. I'm glad we didn't get Sam Howe because I, I honestly think he is just like Ryan Tanner Hill the second. Um, yeah, that's exactly so, why you want him, though, isn't it? That's exactly. It would have been. It would have been Sam Howell because he is just there, ready. Tyler Hill retire. Sam Sam Howell. There you go. You know what to do. Yeah, doing this all your life already. <laughs> no, I think Zion Johnson is a great pickup there. It's a, it's a, it's an improvement to the line, and as you say, the 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 offense they play, he fits into that perfectly, and it and it helps Tyler Hill and. Yeah, um, I hate that I've got the Bucks again because I had the Bucks in the last lock <laughs> and Murph hated the pick. I'm not going for him again because one, because I know Murph is watching and he won't he won't like it, and two, I just don't. I've I've, I've watched a bit more of him now and he's he's 
he's dropped he's dropped slightly in my uh, in my expectations. Well, why don't but, you remind everybody just to ensure the miserableness a little bit longer? Who did you pick last time? Last time I picked Kira Lamb, uh, the cornerback, and uh, yeah, I'm not going for him this time. But that doesn't necessarily mean I know who I'm going for. So, in fact, I don't know who I'm going for. So oh, another one another, of these moments. Another one of Ash's special podcast moments. So. We should. This is where lift music should come in for those listeners. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We could have a little theme tune for Ash's, Ash's special moments. Yeah. Oh, that, sounds, that sounds like a very different show. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think it should more be along the lines of Between Floors or something like that. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> special oh. moments. Uh, maybe not safe for work. Yeah, possibly not. I, I, you know what? I really don't know. I really don't know because I'm looking at their their roster and I, I'm trying to gauge a weakness that, that can be improved. Well, their quarterback's pretty old. Their quarterback is old, yeah. You're you, desperate you are to right there. Miami. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong there. Safety. <laughs> and then they got Winfield. I will, uh, I'll, I'll just fill the audio listeners in yes, with please. what's happening. Yeah. Ash, is, Ash is a very, very... Uh, frantically rubbing his moustache down to the bottom of his goatee in a panicked, in a panicked rhythm. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely... Ash, was this one of your original picks, or have you been? Thrown... Um, I don't think it was. No. Okay. Well, what would what was on the Buccaneers? Tom, you're you're an American historian. What sort of knowledge do you have of the golden age of piracy? Very little. Okay. Um, Brilliant. Right, I'm done. I'm ready. What do I know? I know. I know where some of the myths come from. I'm okay. ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Ash, wait oh, your turn. Ash, I was just wait ready to drop turn. some history then. No, no, okay. no, I'm ready, I'm ready. There, there is a podcast series, it's on Spotify, I think it might be a Spotify original, called Real Pirates. I genuinely think it is the best podcast series I have ever listened to. Right. If you... Pir- if, you want. If, we're, if we're talking pirate stories, my, uh, my, my, one of my best friends, his dad works on oil rigs in Nigeria and he was kidnapped by pirates. Um for a couple of hours before before the oil companies paid him off, but oh, yeah. I don't see Jack Sparrow doing that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a different type of pirate. <laughs> it's all fun and games when it's a Hollywood blockbuster, but you know the reality of it. <laughs> yeah. Ash, that's plenty yes. of time. It is plenty of time. I was ready as soon as you started mentioning pirates. I don't know. I don't yeah, you know. Ash. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, we're going to Jermaine Johnson Edge. <clears throat> yeah. <sighs> yeah. The more I looked at it, I said that I couldn't see a weakness in their roster, and I wouldn't say it is a weakness, but I would say out of anywhere that that, that, that can do with improving, I would say edge is, edge is the area, and Jermaine Johnson is is, is clearly the, the the best edge left available, and yes, it's it's actually, I don't know why I didn't think of him sooner. It, he was right at the top of the board as well. It was just really poor from me, so under pressure. New Murph was watching, hated every minute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've still got JPP there, right? I don't know if he is doing still there. Thing? Is he? I thought he, I thought he'd gone. I'm sure we're about JPP to find was still out. doing his thing. Um, I mean, oh, I, I mean, they took a developmental guy last year in Joe Tryon Shoyinka, and I guess you know Jermaine Johnson's another guy. You know, we've seen one solid year of production. We haven't really seen him get after the quarterback in in a lot of different ways, but that's because at Florida State he was always asked to be sort of spying the run before he went after the passer. So, you know, I think there's um 
there's potential to be tapped there, and and it's Jermaine Johnson at twenty sevens, yeah, yeah, I agree. Value. And he's got he's got the he can he can rush and he can and he, he's got the pass rush potential and the and the run defense. He can he can do both. He's shown both, and as you say, it is it is a sample size, but everything I have seen, and it, he continues to impress in the in the um in the off season as well. Obviously, at solid senior bowl, and just just really gone up from there. So. It's a bargain at 27. I've got back-to-back picks now, stocks, and then that's me. I'm putting my feet up. I'm not paying. Uh, I'm not paying any attention to the rest of your picks. That's fine. Um, you can hop. We're off. gonna have a little okay. quiz. We're gonna have a little quiz for this pick. I'm about to pick for the Green Bay Packers uh, <laughs> a player that's going to turn 25 in his rookie year. And you want to know who it is? I know who it is. I want you to tell that's me. What who it is. That's yeah. what I said. Do you want to know who it, you want us yeah. to tell you who it is? 25. Okay. 25. Oh. Do you know what? I'm, I'm drawing a blank because the only the only old like the only person that I know is old off the top of my head in the draft is is Pickett, but it's not him because one is 24 and there's no way that they're taking a the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, you are covered off a load of nonsense there, Ash. Well can, we, <laughs> can we have a can we have a, another clue? I don't want you to tell us. The, 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 the other clue is um happy birthday, yeah. Stock. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Stocks. Oh, no. Don't take him here. He's got to slide all the way to 31 to keep Joe Burrow upright. How dare you? Oh. Oh, it's yeah. oh, Raymond. Yeah. Bernard Raymond. He's, yeah. he's, um, he turns 25 in his rookie year. Um, it's because he went back to Austria, that's, isn't he? That's very old for a rookie, man. But, um, yeah, for Green Bay, I wasn't quite sure where to go beyond this. I like Tyler Smith. I like Raymond too. I mean, I, I, when I found out his age, he'd sort of slid about 20 to 30 spots in my rankings when I found out <laughs> he was a 25-year-old rookie. But So maybe it's a bit of a reach. But yeah, we'll take Bernard Raymond for uh, for Green Bay. Is it- I'm, I'm willing to hear that there'd be better options for the Packers here. But <laughs> I think the glaring need was, was wide receiver. And then beyond that, I was thinking line. There wasn't really anything on the defensive line taking my fancy at this stage. It's funny because he's an old he's he's a he's an inexperienced twenty five year old, isn't he though? Because obviously yeah. he's a he's a he's a foreign he's a foreign exchange student that went back to Austria. He started his career as a tight end before transitioning. But he's brought that tight end sort of athleticism to the tackle position. And he is raw, but there the, the what I've seen of him there is potential there that he, that he it isn't too far from the surface either, surface either. I think he could surprise a lot of people, even if he does go at 28. Tom. Well, he's ready to peak just at about, about age 32. Yeah. <laughs> just which is perfect, time, which just is perfect for a tackle. Yeah. Yeah. Just in time for his retirement party. Um, for the Chiefs, I know we've got two picks here. Jake, I don't know what you're feeling because you've got the next one, but for me, oh, it's wide receiver and safety. And there's been a run on wide receivers, so I'm going to take the safety and make your your job harder. Um, Louis Seen, I had a, I had a whole Ash has already made the pick. Ash, is like, Ash knows where he's going. Yeah. I could have said Daxton Hill there, Ash, but no. I had a whole speech lined up about how you were going to like usher out Tyron Matthew and it, usher in Louis Seen and 
he's six two and much bigger than your usual safety, but insanely quick. You can you, you can do all that. Them. That's fine. Like <laughs> no, I said, as soon as as soon as my life's anyway. fixing, I'm not paying any more attention. So you do it. You go for it. <laughs> if you hadn't noticed, I was just doing it anyway. Just <laughs> <laughs> It's, no, it's, it's, I love I love that pick there, man. That's exactly who I would have gone. And um, I've got obviously the pick next after you, which is also the Chiefs. And if you hadn't taken him, I would. So yeah, I'm, it's I'm just a, it's just it's just a make ready replacement, isn't he? For safety yeah, for, sure. for Matthews. Yeah, it's, when they've yeah. got two picks here back to back, one of them's got to be him. I, I'm not going to be surprised if he goes earlier tomorrow night. Uh, I'm yes, not going to be surprised yeah. if he goes earlier than that tomorrow night. He's not. There's no way he gets out of the first round. Well, you are at thirty. Yeah. So where are we going? Do we do we need some lift music? Um, is this I mean, another chat about pirates, or are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't, no, no, no need. No, we don't need to talk about pirates. Um, Rude. I mean, this is a tough you, one, right? You can talk about Louis Seen on on my pick, and I can talk about pirates on yours. Yeah, I know yeah, why they wear gold. Who? Deal. Well, I know. I know all sorts. Deal, deal. Um, there's a couple I go for here, right? They they do need someone coming off the edge. Um. And we're at a point in our draft where most of the, the top edge players have, have gone here, right? Uh, there's only a couple that I'm looking at. Then also, it's the same with the wide receivers. So I'm kind of stuck between choosing David Ajabo off the edge or Jahan Dotson at wide receiver. Um, I think there's more value to be had at edge. I think there's the wide receiver. You can get a, someone... A, a Jahan Dotson maybe around later. So I don't think you can get a David Ajabo around later. So I'm going to go David Ajabo off the edge. How worried are you about the injury? Um, yeah, look, it, like we've seen it before, right? Like when, um, what's his, I can't remember, a couple of years ago, um, uh, the linebacker that was coming out of Notre Dame that went to the Cowboys, uh, who had like a savage uh, leg breaking injury, came back and and was uh, I think I can't God for sake God damn I can't remember his name. Um, My man's totally blank there. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, yeah, he was someone they paid recently as well. I think as well. Um, but yeah, no, I I think I think he, he showed himself to be an athletic beast. Um, in the Big Ten, um, it's a tough league to stand out for for edge rushers because of the style of play, right? Like it's not as spread um, as somewhere like the Pac-12 or the or, or, or the Big or yeah or the Big Twelve. Um, I just think he, I just think he 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 translates very very well to the next level. I, the the Chiefs are in a situation where. Okay, yeah, he might not be able to play, but it's, he, they're in a good position otherwise, and, and Mahomes and that offense can carry them to where they want to be anyway. Um, I just think he's a good investment, yeah. Um, and I think again at thirty, a wide receiver, right? Like num- pick number thirty, there's there's not much difference between wide receiver at pick thirty and wide receiver at pick like fifty or forty, right? So no, I, I just I just think it's a smarter pick. Yeah, I agree. I think you take that you take that chance on a Jobo returning from that injury because of the the potential that he's got there. It's when you when you're when you're at this stage of the draft, a Jobo was a first round player. Oh yeah until this injury. injury. That that yeah. it's difficult to say that 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 potential is gone because of this injury. We don't, we won't, we won't know. No one will really know until, until he's in the building and, he, and he's recovering and we see how that recovery goes. But there is no denying what we've already seen from him at Michigan, as you say, in the big 10 where defense is reign supreme in that, 
in that division. So to be able to stand out above others and still have more potential, you can't ignore that, especially not at 30 and especially not for a team like the Chiefs. I think, I know we're not doing trades, but, you know, seeing a team like Kansas City with back-to-back picks, I think there'll be teams climbing back into, or trying to climb back into the first for one of those, just just with the benefit of having the the fifth-year option. Yeah, and uh, the the linebacker I can remember his name of is Jalen Smith. He was um, oh, cool. who had that savage injury. Well. Yeah, um, right before he came into the draft. Well, that that leaves me to thirty-one with the Cincinnati Bengals. Am I being hugely silly here? Is, is Tyler Lindenbaum still on the board, or is he gone? No, he's still, still he's very much on the board. Oh, okay, Joe Burrow's knee thanks me. Tyler Lindenbaum, inside offensive line, boss. Put him in. <laughs> Joe, you are welcome. It was hugely apparent all through last year and in the Super Bowl that Joe Burrow needs to be kept upright. And when you've got every position on the offense sorted except offensive line, and you get somebody, uh, Tyler Lindenbaum's quality, stick him in. Happy days. Agreed. Yeah, I don't think it matters. Yeah. I don't know if they've signed anybody in uh, in off season for for center, but I think even if they do, he's going to compete and arguably be better with whoever they've been able to pick up anyway. So, yeah, I love that pick. Hate it because it's the Bengals, but I love that pick. <laughs> Out here breaking hearts. Right, Ash, thirty-two. Yeah. The Lions 32. from the Rams. Yeah, Daxton Hill. Oh, and it's it's gone off the screen. What's happened? Anyway, uh... I've taken I've taken Daxton Hill. I actually knew what I was doing for this one. Um, <laughs> they, they <laughs> it was going to be, it was going to be signed. I thought that I thought that you might have one, one of you two might have gone Hill over sign, and I would have got him at thirty-two. But either way, I'm happy to take Daxton Hill at thirty-two. I think he's he's definitely a first-round talent. They need a safety. Uh, easy, easy pickup here for me. I know there's been some rumblings of a of, of a quarterback, but. I'd rather uh, I'd rather try and shore up that um, that def- that defense first, and you know they got Jared Goff. They don't need a quarterback. Did <laughs> hey, you yeah. pick it false today too? Then well, that's it. That's that is the other thing as well. The the Lions have still got a high second round pick. They they can yeah. they can take that chance. Four, one quarterback's gone off the board in the first round in our mock draft. So there's high chance that there's that one of them is still going to be there, and it, arguably all of them could still be sat there when they come to pick again. When do they pick? Are they second? They are, yeah. On day 34. two? Yeah, well, there we go. Yeah, so they've got, they've, they've got a yeah, pick yeah. to wait. They've got the luxury of what they want to do. Love he it. was always going to be there for you, Ash. The the Georgia fan and the Alabama fan were never going to pick. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Big, big 10 guy over, over a Georgia, Georgia guy. <laughs> you, you haven't watched it. We know too much. Yeah, or not enough. We do, we do know too much. SEC, well, but... everybody else. Well, the uh, Big Ten are still without a number one overall pick and the Central Michigan Chippewas hold that record oh, for 11 years. <laughs> There's a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we've had actually that many overall ones. I know we've had loads of first-rounders, especially with Saban. But I don't think we've had that many like one 101s, right? I don't think Bama have had that many 101s. Maybe a couple if, if over the like in their entire history, but there's, there's definitely not many. Um, definitely not. I can recall like straight off the top of my head. Well, Jake, uh, you can't you can't come into the podcast an hour and eleven minutes in and drop something without knowing the answer. So as usual, Ash is going to run through the thirty-two picks, and as we get to the end, Jake, I want to know who the one hundred and one from Alabama are in recent history. Go on, are, are we ready? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Let's go. 
Number one overall, the Jacksonville Jaguars took Evan Neal, offensive tackle from Alabama. At two, the Lions took Aiden Hutchinson, edge from Michigan. At three, the Texans took Kayvon Thibodeau, edge from Oregon. At four, the New York Jets took Trayvon Walker, edge from Georgia. At five, the Giants took Akeem Ikwanu, offensive tackle from NC State. At six, the Panthers took Charles Cross, offensive tackle from Mississippi State. At seven, the Giants were back on the board. They took Ahmed Gardner, cornerback from Cincinnati. At eight, the Falcons took Jamison Williams, wide receiver from Alabama. Number nine, the Seahawks took Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback from LSU. At 10, the Jets were back up and they took Drake London, wide receiver from USC. At 11, Washington took Devin Lloyd, linebacker from Utah. At 12, the slide ends and the Vikings take Carl Hamilton, safety from Notre Dame. The Texans were back at 13. They took Garrett Wilson, wide receiver from Ohio State. The Ravens took a Georgia defensive tackle, but not the one you thought. They took Devontae Wyatt at 14. Philadelphia Eagles at 15 took Trent McDuffie, cornerback from Washington. At 16, the Saints took Trevor Penning, offensive tackle from Northern Iowa. The Chargers at 17 took Andrew Booth Jr., cornerback from Clemson. At 18, the Eagles were back up and they took Chris Alave, wide receiver from Ohio State. At 19, the state the Saints were back up. They took Christian Watson, wide receiver from North Dakota State. At 20, the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers took Malik Willis, quarterback from Liberty. 21, the hated pick in the draft. The Patriots took Nicobe <laughs> Dean, linebacker from Georgia. At 22, with their first pick, the Packers took Traylon Burks, wide receiver from Arkansas. Cardinals at 23 took George Karlaftis, edge from Purdue. At 24, Jordan Davis, defensive tackle Georgia, went to the Cowboys. The Bills at 25 took Henyon Green, offensive guard from Texas A&M. Back-to-back guards at 26, Titans took Zeon Johnson, the guard from Boston College. At 27, the Buccaneers took Jermaine Johnson, edge from Florida State. The Packers, with their second pick of the first round, took Bernard Raymond, offensive tackle from Central Michigan. The Chiefs had two. At 29, they took Lewis Sign, safety from Georgia. And at 30, David Ajobo, edge from Michigan. The Bengals at 31, shored up that offensive line. Tyler Lindenbaum, offensive center from Iowa. And finally, the Lions, with their second pick of the first round, took Daxton Hill, safety from Michigan. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Ash shaved his best recap for the end. Absolutely nailed it there. Not a mistake in sight. Well played, sir. Well played indeed. Jake, you had roughly three minutes, three and a half minutes. That face is not the face of somebody who knows the answer to the question. Who Have <laughs> Alabama had many 101s? They have had one in the last 74 years uh you'd be remiss for thinking joe joe namath was the number one that was actually for the afl that wasn't current wasn't yet merged with the nfl so the actual last number 101 pick that um alabama had was harry gilmer um in 1948 yeah and he was taken by washington uh, number just one, on yeah. the tip of my tongue, Harry Gilmer. <laughs> How could I forget? Oh, I mean, that, 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 that harks back to the Lonely Hearts Club, that sort of information, boys. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was getting flashbacks then. <laughs> and Georgia beat out Alabama on the way to, uh, on the way to victory. <laughs> and more than once in that. In so that new season soon, Tom. Yeah. 
if you are interested to know, number is six, it about pirates? No, number six overall is the most selected in the first round. Alabama have had with seven players. Oh, interesting. Yeah, nice. Fact. I'd have preferred cool. a pirate fact. I'll be honest. Well, <laughs> that's not my. That's not my forte. I'm, I apologise. Uh, I've got another one, but I'll save it for another day. Save it for another day. <laughs> Keep on coming back, Stuck. Keep on coming back. Right, Rush Nation, that is going to do it for Draftmas Eve. Jake, thank you so much for jumping on and, and making it affordable today. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on Twitter? That is if you want some interaction. Uh, yeah, pleasure. Pleasure uh, to do this with all you guys. Always enjoy it. Uh, I'm at Dynasty Brits, B R I T, on, on Twitter. Um, yeah. come, and, come and abuse me verbally. Please. <laughs> Why not? And the floodgates are open. You could obviously Jake's been dropping absolute bombs for us recently. A really good one on Texas Tech being number one in the AP in the in in the recruiting rankings for twenty four hours dropped recently. So that was a, an interesting read, Jake. I enjoyed that a lot. Tom, yeah. Up until Thanks. now, your hopes and dreams have have all been <clears throat> computer based until Thursday, maybe Friday night. Uh, I hope you get yeah. the outcome that you so wish. I, I hope that the draft is for you. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, you know switch the switch my phone off until Friday evening, and uh, hopefully I'll I'll be sort of you know none the wiser when when I eventually do watch the draft. Well, don't 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 forget I I will be messaging you not not Thursday obviously because the phone will be off, but on Friday I'm gonna see how you're feeling after the Jets have either eviscerated hope for another year or give you some. If it's, Tra- to- if it's Trayvon Walker, I'm telling you it's gonna end in tears. <laughs> I'm going to message you on Friday that it is Trayvon Walker before you've watched it. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and, and, and that right there is, is why we do all of this for the absolute bounce that is Five Yard College, boys. Ash, <laughs> thank you very much for, for jumping back on. It's been a pleasure, my friend. Have a good wedding next week. We yes. are not here next week, Rush Nation. Ash no. is at a wedding. I am on holiday in uh, Suffolk, I think, sunny Skegness. So. It's a bit worried that you don't know when it's next week. Well, I don't need to know what county it's in. I know where I'm going, and Google Maps will do the rest. Come oh, on, something century. Uh, there'll be more pirate facts coming in the near future. Don't you worry about that. And uh, Rush Nation, Saturdays are for rushing too. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PREP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PREP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.